0: Everyone, welcome to the season finale of season two of the Paulson University podcast. If it's your first time listening, I'm John, a former animal cruelty officer and a former animal shelter supervisor.
1: And I'm Jamie. I am a certified dog trainer and a canine behavioral consultant.
0: We laughed, we cried, we grieved, we grew, we feared, we conquered. It's our 2020 year in review. Kind of weird writing everything out chronologically, like how this year has gone. You really kind of see, especially how light it is in the beginning. Like you can see how this pandemic has really affected us. Obviously, there was a baby involved.
1: I was very pregnant. That's the, what I, the first thing I thought of when you said that. I was like, well, I could yeah. hardly see my feet.
0: <laughs> so, like as, as we have it all written down, basically January to June is virtually. Nothing. We were fairly stagnant. It was scarce. Um, But at the same time, I do think that it was an important part of the year for us as far as growth. And obviously our family grew. But let's talk about January.
1: It's a weird month.
0: Yeah. Coming off of New Year's.
1: Mm -hmm. Which was great, as usual.
0: If you go back and listen to our January episodes, we there was one episode where we were just really, really sick. And I think that we missed like the following episode after that. We missed that upload. Now that we know, in hindsight, I'm pretty sure we had COVID.
1: Yeah, I think we absolutely did. Uh, it's a little foggy because, again, I was super pregnant. And most of my pregnancy, um, I did have a hard time breathing in general. But it was mostly when I was even just being a little bit active, which was annoying. And if anybody knows me personally, I don't like to be sidelined. I don't like to not be able to do things, but simply picking up something off the floor and coming back up, I would be winded and have to catch my breath, uh, which was very annoying. When we first thought that we were sick, uh, we didn't know what we had, but I was literally on the couch for, I think like an hour and a half and John looked at me and he's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I can't breathe. And he's like, well, rest and I was like, No, I've been sitting here for an hour,
0: and that was obviously coupled with all of the normal, I guess, cold symptoms. They were like yeah. severe cold symptoms, I,
1: but then because you and I are very both prone to sinus infections, but sinus infections are not contagious, so it's not like you can give somebody else a sinus infection. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we both had it, I was like, There's no way we both have the and same this is symptoms before COVID was and nobody even identified. knew it was a thing, yeah, at all. So he, as the cautious father that he is, he was like, no, we're calling the emergency room. So we called the OB and she was like, uh, I'm going to say, come in. So we went in and they did, did, did they do an EKG on me?
0: They did everything.
1: Yeah. Cause my heart was racing. Yeah. I, and that was another thing that was going throughout my pregnancy. I just felt like I could never catch my breath and my heart would pound. Like I could hear it in my head. But when John would do my blood pressure, everything was normal. So I don't know if that was just a weird thing with me in general.
0: I don't know. But either way, you didn't have any real flu symptoms or anything, but they were so adamant about... Um, a chest x-ray. Getting a chest x-ray and doing a, and doing a flu test. And the flu test was negative. And they were like, no, I want... We, we You have to do the chest x-ray. And
1: I was like, I'm pregnant. You're not doing an x-ray on me. Like, it's literally like a no-no when you're pregnant.
0: But it makes us think that maybe they were seeing this start to roll in in January and... They didn't know what it was, but they knew that they were seeing things on chest x-rays and they were getting negative flu results. So that was weird. It was really uh, your, weird. your chest x-ray ended up being okay. And I think but after they about sent a week, us home after, with nothing. <laughs> well, there was there was no I know, diagnosis. but it was just nuts. Alright, well, this isn't gonna be a podcast about COVID. Yeah. Or January in general. I just like to brush over it. But a week later we were fine at that point. And then we move on to the end of January. The the next highlight of January was when Pudge swallowed the plastic price tag um after your baby shower you got a ton of clothing and you started ripping all all the tags off and trying to get everything organized and i don't know if pudge was envious or just wanted the attention but then she decided it'd be a good idea to swallow one of the price tags those little plastic price tags that you see that basically hold the price tag to like the garment
1: i think she got excited because that's when carla and frank came over And I think she might have been chewing on one, like maybe one fell on the couch, she picked it up, was gnawing on it, because if anybody knows Pudge, she likes to chew on things that are random. But she doesn't swallow them. She's very good. And I think they came in the door, and I think she went to bark and get excited, and I think she accidentally swallowed it. Yeah. So... Because she doesn't normally do dumb stuff like that.
0: And that was at the height of Opal's illness. So we were already like strapped for cash as far as constantly going to the ER with Opal and all of her appointments and... All her medication, and now we had Pudge, and you were hysterically crying. We had to bring Pudge to the uh, the ER because it was late at night. They did an X ray; they didn't couldn't find anything, and of course, she was acting totally normal after the X ray. The whole every, the entire time before that, she was like like trying to regurgitate something, like constantly moving her head back and forth, like she was choking on something. And then, of course, right after the X ray, she's totally fine. So that was fun. And then we move on to February, and that's when Opal. Got really bad, and we had to make some very difficult decisions. And that's when Opal left us, and she passed on. Mm-hmm. And almost immediately, about about a week later or a couple days later, I announced the Opal Fund, which was our nonprofit that we formed to start Opal's legacy. And the Opal Fund, you can find Opal Fund org or at is at the Opal Fund on Instagram. And. What the Opal Fund does is it funds grants for MRIs for families that can't afford them. So if you suspect a neurological issue in your animal, you can apply for a grant, and our board votes on it. We have a vet on our board, the amazing Dr. Mann, and she helps us determine the urgency and if if the MRI is even warranted at this point because there are instances where they're not necessary or they're not ethical. So once it passes everything, and then we issue the grant. And we'll get more to issuing the grant later because that's another highlight of the year. But in February, the big, the best thing to come out of February was the Opal Fund, I think. Yes. Because otherwise it sucked.
1: Yeah, it did.
0: Um, I think you also went into like false labor like two times in February.
1: I don't want to talk about it.
0: So then then rolls March and March 8th.
1: My due date was what, the 1st? He was five days late. What does that no, mean?
0: That, no, he was born on the 8th. Yeah, he was born on the 8th. So, that would be the 3rd. would be five I can't days I not remember prior. what
1: my due date was. No, it was. Because it's not important now. I know. No, you know what? It was the 10th, then they moved it to the 3rd. And he yeah. was born on the 8th, five days late.
0: Yep. There you go. So, baby JJ joins us at the beginning of March. Mm-hmm. And Best we, day ever. Yeah, it was crazy.
1: It was an awful day, but it, it, was crazy. it ended really well.
0: <laughs> um. We move on from there and we're in the hospital for several days because of complications. I think we might have talked a little bit about this. But after we get out of the the day, we get out of the hospital is the day they start the COVID restrictions where like dads can't be there and everything. So we lucked out on that front. But almost immediately upon coming home with a newborn baby, the COVID lockdowns begin. And we kind of just slowed down. April, May and June were just a huge slowdown and everybody went through this so everybody knows but I think a lot of people can say that there's some good that came out of it in the sense of being able to appreciate what you have and like stopping and smelling the roses and the little things that we can do we do and now like look how many times we FaceTime family members
1: I know I used to hate FaceTime like
0: we never used to do that
1: I never really used to understand it but now it's
0: necessary and we watched we together we were new parents and we knocked it out of the park I think I think so I always
1: think about what if COVID didn't happen and I'd have to go back to work after the six weeks and I didn't have to do that
0: yeah things things definitely would have been different we had like an amazing time like the time that we spent with him nobody really gets to experience that Mm -hmm. so it's one silver lining it's a very very lonely thing especially when we start the way we were doing it it's almost like shift shift work or someone gets to sleep, but it it's a very lonely thing because you don't get help from family and friends. But at the same time, like if we got through that, mm-hmm. you know, I think I feel like we can get through anything. And just watching him now, he's nine and a half months. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible. I wasn't expecting it to be like this, no, or to feel this way. So March, April, May, kind of a wrap right there. Wasn't until June that things started kind of getting back to normal, and that's. We took like a total break from all of Boston University, basically, up until this point. Absolutely. We're like, all right, we got to get back to work. I
1: think we needed a mental break.
0: Yeah. The world isn't ending. Things suck right now, but we have to get back to work. So June, that's when we started our Life After Quarantine PSA. So we did that whole episode. Uh, We were doing Facebook Lives. We were reaching out to people, and we were really just pushing the, uh, the warning that, hey, this is not good. All these months in isolation with your new dog, especially with any dog, you're going to get separation anxiety. So we started doing this life after quarantine stuff, started putting the information out there, started creating a basically a treatment plan for any dogs that do end up suffering from this. And we're still not there yet. We're not at the point where we're going to see the damage. That's not going to be, you know, now that vaccines are being distributed, we're hopefully a couple of months out from Things really returning to normal and possibly a declaration to the end of the pandemic. And then we will see everybody kind of returning to work. Some people will continue to work from home, like indefinitely, because it, it's just better for the company. It's cheaper for them. But I think that it's still on the horizon seeing the damage from this. Absolutely. So we're going to continue to push our life after quarantine PSAs. But that all started in June. It's kind of when we're like, all right, something, we got to do something. We got to say something. We have a little bit of a platform here. On top of that, we started the foundation of our virtual trainings, basically creating how all of that will function. I think you took on a couple of virtual training clients, but not many.
1: It took a bit to get it my really feet took wet. A, yeah. it was, and I, I do say this to clients that come to me now. They say, how does it work? And I was like, well, honestly, like if, if you asked me a year ago if virtual trainers, trainings would ever be a thing, I would say absolutely not. It would never be able to work. Uh, so it did take me a while to kind of get it to the point where I'm I'm in it to the point where I, I can wrap my head around the fact that I, I can't physically be there and that I need to hone in my skills of how to describe things properly to my clients to get them to do what I need them to do.
0: You become more effective.
1: Yes. I needed to adapt in the way that I was speaking um, when it came to showing them physically what to do. Um, in most situations, if it was a physical training... I would do it first with the dog, and then then they would watch me, obviously, and then they would do it with the dog. That's not the case here. So I needed to show them through my, my words and explanation over virtual of how I need them to do it. But again, like we said, silver lining, I'm actually finding that people are having better results because nine times out of 10 when I'm, especially puppies, because they're so impressionable, when they work with me first in the home, mm-hmm. they listen to me and it's hard for the 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 person client to get that same respect sometimes um, where the i literally come back from from a week of being away and they'll say my dog only listens to you and i hated that because sometimes it's such a struggle and i say you know i do this a million times a day i'm really good at what i do because i i do it repetitively and this is so new to you so have a little grace with yourself In this situation with virtuals, my clients have no choice but to do it first themselves and they are the ones that the dogs look to completely and it's actually working out really well and I'm explaining it to them like you are going to get the respect from your dog that you have wanted for months now and it's it's not going to be because I did it. It's you. You physically did it. You did it all on your own. And um, it's actually working out really, really well. And that's that's what I've been telling people. Yeah, definitely. But it and took a while to get there.
0: Last episode, we kind of touched on what we witnessed another trainer doing at an event. And we weren't going to go any further into detail on that. But I do want to say I overheard a conversation of his with, with uh, some other people at the event. And he was basically they were asking, like, where he covers and if he would ever do so, like a certain distance. And he basically said, well, we could never, ever do like You can't do it over, like, FaceTime or something like that. That would never work.
1: He said that a few weekends ago. Yeah,
0: and here we are. Like, absolutely, clients are absolutely killing it on FaceTime. Oh, I'm so proud of them. It doesn't matter what what platform we're using, but the virtual training clients are actually, because of what you just said, they're actually seeing progress faster than in-person training clients. They're
1: succeeding more.
0: Yeah, I've I've never seen it this efficient. This is a, a... really big deal
1: it is and I mean how many times a night am I on my phone and you just hear random video playing and you're like what's that And I'm like it's it's another victory Mm -hmm. and it's something that my clients prior to this prior to virtuals would have never sent me they would have just probably texted me, "Hey, this happened."
0: No, uh, it was never like like prior to the, all this. It was never like that. You'd always say, "Send me videos, send me videos," and At I'd the end never of every get them. Training session, send me videos, and never get videos. Yeah, and then come back and leave off exactly where we left off, of like no contact. Oh well, this is still happening, and the, the whole time they were just doing something small wrong that if they sent a video, you could have given them the the adjustment, and they would have had an entire week to then properly practice. Absolutely. But. And then they waste their money, and that's not what we want them to and do. And that's
1: what I tell people. When you're ready, we schedule another one. You are held to nothing. Um, th- it's just working really well. And, and like, you know, that was the start of it in June, and we've just gotten to a really good groove, and people are like, and you know what? Like, I'm able to do more during the day. I'm honestly able to do so many more trainings, be in the comfort of our own home, uh, be with you and JJ, so you can get more work done. Because if, we, if I was just physical trainings, I'd be gone for six hours and you would have them the entire time and not get right. anything done. Yep. So honestly, it productivity-wise, it's working.
0: Well. And it makes you more more willing and motivated to, to continue to go to work, which is so important because there's a little bit of monotony involved as far as the first couple of training sessions for each dog. And it's good to just, to just still look forward to work. And because now we can branch out of just New Jersey, you know, we have clients all over the country now. And like every dog is different and every case is different. And now, now we're getting some like real interesting things. Absolutely. So that's another bonus.
1: But I think it's also important to mention I'm a new mom. I don't want to leave my baby. Mm -hmm. And now I've got, I've got both. Yeah. And any working moms out there, I feel you because, because before I was really just doing straight up virtual, we haven't done uh, any physical trainings in the last few weeks. I would have to leave the house for five to six hours and it killed me every time.
0: Make you feel guilty.
1: It does. It does.
0: Yeah, it's not easy. Um, so if you are interested, we are still taking clients. I guess they would be for the new year at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we, we are taking virtual training clients. You can just reach out to us on any platform. Um, send us an email. Find us on Instagram. Go to com, and fill out the consult request on there. And... We
1: or just shoot me a text. My my cell number's on there.
0: Yeah, just send a text <laughs> to the number on the webpage. People
1: don't take advantage of that. It's literally my cell yeah. phone.
0: I'm not gonna say it on here because just in case, like for some reason we ever change it.
1: I've had the same one since I was thirteen.
0: You never know what could happen. <laughs> so this has been a crazy year. So on you don't to know July. What's, what's what's gonna happen next year? I know. So July, this is where we're finally back in a groove. It's like, all right, enough being lazy, put our boots back on and let's start ramping up production. So July is when I started the Posse University facts and I started to bring our Posse University Instagram in the direction of like general dog knowledge, not just, oh, here's a video of me training a puppy. Here's a, here's a picture of another puppy. It became more of, here's a fun fact each day. Here's something interesting. Like today I put out uh, one that was all about the poinsettias and are they poisonous? Are they toxic? So now that that started PU Facts, which has now turned into these nice infographics and as much information as we can give. So then we started, that's a big pivotal point for us, I believe, as far as the quality and the caliber of the, the content that we're creating. And it pushes us to learn more and to, to find the answers to questions that people have.
1: Absolutely, I'm loving it.
0: The other biggest thing that happened in July was more of on a personal front for me.
1: But very significant nonetheless.
0: The Mustang was sold. So, my dream car, which I got in 2017 on my birthday, bought it for myself, was my 2017 Ford Mustang 5.0. I put a ton of work into it, love that thing, but it's time to be a dad. So, I sold the Mustang, and the dad mobile was purchased. Which is a 2020 Explorer. So
1: don't act like you got a, a damn minivan. Still a beautiful <laughs> you car.
0: Got a beautiful car. It's the ST trim, so it's it's still pretty fast. So it's fun. It's
1: literally a second slower than the Mustang.
0: I feel like it was a big a big jump for me, and it was time to just go into family mode. So now JJ loves that car. That's the car we go in all the time. <laughs> Moving on to August, now we're really start to ramp up our our work ethic and. Now we're starting to get more clients and our our dog walking business is finally starting to get traction again, which was, which was really bad because when you have people relying on the business that you started as income, that keeps you up at night when you're going through something like this and there's nothing you can do. And for X, Y, and Z, you don't qualify for these nonsense, uh, like payment protection loans, They're loans, they have to be paid back. So if you're not, if the business isn't making money, how are you going to pay that back? And then, yeah, some of them are forgiven if it's used for payroll. But then they have all these specifics on like what's considered payroll, and if it's a if it's an employee that's not W two for any reason, or they fall under a certain category, then sorry, they pay, pay us back our money when you have it. Mm-hmm. So that weighs heavy. So we're really thankful that that is slowly returning to normal, but it's not as bad as it well, was we in took the spring. A,
1: we took another dip, but we'll get there.
0: Yeah. We'll get there. At least it gave us a little glimpse. That was the I feel like that was the eye of the storm. Like towards the end of summer, things started to ease up. Maybe because people became less cautious, so it was just a taste of what life used to be like.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think we're not going to get into the whole COVID no. thing,
0: but, but we're getting yeah. we're getting we're going through it again. But I really think we're getting to- close to the end here, and things can go back to normal with a new sense of appreciation for little things that we do have.
1: You would really, really think. And I hope Uh, I'm not so convinced that everyone's going to be on that same page.
0: Yeah. Anyway, August, the month that we stepped in poop (laughs) in the best way possible (laughs) Um, through some crazy twist of events on social media with us. I like to think that it was because we were trying to put out as as much good content as possible. We got to meet some new friends, Elvis, Alex, Ali and Max, who are awesome. They're amazing. Training clients. And friends. Yes. And uh, then we took a family vacation to LBI, New Jersey. We live in New Jersey, so it's not that far. But
1: John wasn't uh, extremely thrilled with the idea of only going an hour away for vacation. We're, we normally go to Lake George, which is a good four and a half, four and a half, five hours away. Um, and LBI just kind of seemed like a hop, skip, and a jump. So I think it was good family time. I think it was a good first vacation for JJ. A
0: little taste of normalcy.
1: Yeah, it was nice. It was.
0: Um, Moving on to September.
1: Well, hold on. Go back to that. I think it was really good because we actually got to see Pudge and Oakley in action. Um, We got to bring the dogs, thankfully. Uh, It was a dog family house and. um,
0: Dog friendly. What did I say? Dog family.
1: (laughs) Dog friendly. House, and, uh you know, there were a few days where we left and went to the beach. Um We had the baby's monitor on so we could actually see into the room where the dogs were, and Oakley did great. Mm-hmm. Oakley did really well. His separation anxiety has come such a long way, and uh, I was very proud of him. Yeah. He did out stare out elevate. the window the whole time. Right, but nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, he was fine. He didn't destroy anything. He didn't, like, pace around the room. He wasn't really even panting. He was he definitely
0: fine. definitely creeped some people out, though. Just look in the I window. Mean, it's just a dog just staring with no emotion. Yeah. <laughs> when will my family return
1: (laughs) yep so that was august that was our family vacation
0: september i don't know why i can't think of any other highlights for september i guess it was just one of those months where we were just getting work done and not doing anything out of the box but just really well
1: i'm trying to think of anything significant happened in september i think it was just a really good month of keeping our head down and working and and
0: slowly just kind of rebuilding what we once had and improving from there um the biggest oh
1: you know what we forgot to put down for what april what when we had to go to the hospital with jj
0: oh yeah he was six Mm -hmm. months old yeah i wasn't sure how important that was to the timeline oh okay well now you got to talk about it
1: sorry um so in april briefly briefly um the baby got sick out of nowhere i mean he was really fine but we just noticed this weird red bruising on his tailbone and we texted a picture of it to our pediatrician and she said you need to go to the emergency room. We went, he wound up having an abscess on his tailbone. Um like we were on the bone. Yeah, we were there for 5 days and John couldn't be with us. It was the weirdest most stressful 5 days of my entire life. Um trying to breastfeed a baby um while keeping him asleep at the same time and also getting sleep myself it, without John there. It was turmoil. Um, but he wound up responding really well to the medication, and we were home within five days and he's been fine ever since, so yeah, that was April
0: yeah, that was April um so back to september not not a whole lot of highlights, just trying to work our butts off and trying to make good content and keep things interesting for you guys. But one of the biggest highlights was the Opa fund issued its first ever grant. I think we talked about this in a different episode, but Harper, who actually she lives in i don't know how Michigan. far Michigan so. She lives far away from us now but she was actually once under our care when we were working at the shelter so it was like full circle and we got to issue the first grant to opal for an mri to opal to harper for an mri so that was like to see our ideas and what we wanted to be opal's legacy actually turn into something tangible like that was awesome
1: and to help a dog that we know and love is
0: that's just the the icing on the cake so moving on to october we kicked off October on October 1st, being live on the radio with Elvis Duran in The Morning Show.
1: What an experience. That was awesome. It was really awesome.
0: That was really awesome. What,
1: how long did it last?
0: 24 minutes. We had like a 12-minute slot, and it ended up being almost 25 minutes long. Crazy. So that's how you know.
1: It felt like an eternity, though.
0: Because you didn't want to say anything stupid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you didn't want to mess it up. Yeah. That's what a, a ton of our listeners on this podcast, are, I'm assuming, are still from our Elvis Duran and the Morning Show listeners. Mm-hmm. That was a great experience, and we got to answer some some of the listeners' questions live on air.
1: I want everybody to know that came from the Elvis Duran show and stuck with us, we appreciate you guys, and we're happy that you're here. You guys have definitely brought um, a different spice to what we got going on, um, some some elevated questions, and uh, we're loving it. So we're just glad that, that we got so many new friends from it. Uh, I was actually featured as an expert uh, in a article written by Keeping It Possum. I guess she found us because our names are very similar. No,
0: no relation to No, not at all.
1: Um, but she reached out to me in an email and um, she asked me if I would be open to chatting with her about an article that she was writing about... Um, how was it titled how to find the perfect dog trainer or, or it was more I think so it was just
0: like how to pick a dog trainer yeah how
1: to how to properly pick the right dog trainer for you and um we kind of went through all the entities of it and um she did a great job she's a great writer but she she is a writer that um uh, mostly talks about animal products animal welfare animal
0: i don't think she touched on animal welfare but it's just anything dog related for the most part like what are the best toys? Um, Obviously, how to pick the right trainer. What's a good food? Like she just touches on that kind of stuff. And I think she does cats as well. Yeah. So then we, for October, one of the coolest things we did in October, not the coolest, but one of the cooler, is that we wrapped the Boston University pickup truck. So if you follow us on Instagram, you can see the truck. It was something that was a long time coming. We wanted to do it for a, a long time, but it was always some suspicion over whether or not somebody would drive aggressively and then get us a bad review on Google. So.
1: I am a mother. Okay. Yeah, now
0: you are. So we finally moved in the direction of getting it wrapped and we love the way it looks.
1: Oh, they did a great job. Yeah. I forget. I forget that it's right when I'm in it. I forget. And then people are honking at us and I'm like, that's,
0: yeah, that, that's the risky thing. How'd they thing. know it was me? Yeah. And then we won third place for the dog training division, mom with life and wellness. Um, We kind of totally forgot about this. And it just kind of popped up once because I guess third place, they don't send you anything in the mail. So the year before, 2019, we got second place. And so th- we got something in the mail, got a letter in the mail and everything. But we got nothing in the mail this time, but we are third place. But we, I really feel like we could have yeah, edged we, our way into first.
1: We were um, dealing with a newborn and I, I don't even remember. We didn't even like send anything out to our clients. Usually you'll let th- your clients and your, your client base know that there's a competition and have them send in Yeah, and like hey, we if you want to vote for us. <laughs> we forco- we forgot we forgot about it. And um so the fact that we still got third place and didn't actively do anything to that achieve was exciting. it. Exciting. I was um, very happy about that. Well, yeah, it was a really nice surprise. Um Next and year. the one that wins first place every year, they are a way larger corporation. Um
0: we'll t- we're gonna, we're gonna take them out.
1: Eventually, Eventually, we will.
0: Twenty twenty one. We are gonna. Because gonna win.
1: kindness always prevails.
0: Yes. The, the problem is the ones who keep winning number one are, uh, they use some, archaic methods, for training. Let's put it that way. Um. So we are very determined to show that positive reinforcement is the best way. Is the only scientifically proven way.
1: Well, two and three every year have been positive reinforcement.
0: Yes. So. Yeah. And, and second place. Yeah. The only sure reason well. he
1: stays in number one is because he's got a ton of buku bucks.
0: Yeah, he's the only one with with a, several giant facilities. So, yeah. and who the, to the one who got second place, um, just continue to push positive reinforcement. Continue to do a good job because it there's a lot of competition out there that is not doing positive reinforcement. And the only way we're going to change is if
1: we band together. Yeah,
0: companies like his and ours band together. Don't don't try and outshine each other. Or don't try and dull the other's flame. No. You can try and not trying each other because that's how we get better. We all get better that way. Absolutely. But uh work together. That's the biggest thing. So I hope that either who got second place or us, one of us takes out who's in first place right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Then I'll be happy. That's but the goal. That will be determined next October, I guess. So until then, we'll just continue to work towards it.
1: October is a big month.
0: Yeah. I, I just... Looking back, like you see October, that that felt like a busy month, but that was a fun month. And then everything else is so scarce. But I think I'm just being hard on us because of the baby and everything else. Um, So that kind of wraps up October, November. That was a fun one. We started off November with being featured on the pregnancy podcast, which is I think it's the most downloaded podcast on pregnancy. Is it? I believe so.
1: Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah,
0: she has two of them. She has 40 weeks. And the pregnancy podcast and both of them are like one of the are like in the top three. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think what to expect might be another very high one. But I really I think pregnancy podcast might be number one, if not top three, for sure. Good for her. But we were featured on the pregnancy podcast. You can listen to that episode. Just I guess you just search dogs pregnancy podcast and the episode should pop up wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Yeah, I think that's how it works. Depending on which app you're using.
0: Yeah. So you can search that, listen to it. We talked for about like 45, 50 minutes about introducing your baby to your existing dogs or getting a dog when you already have a baby. Anything relating to like answering all kinds of questions about babies and dogs and whatever you can think of, we probably addressed it in that time. Yes. So that was really cool. And we got a bunch of new friends that we got to meet from there.
1: Well, it was just really full circle because I listened to her throughout my entire pregnancy and she a person at the time I did not know on a personal level, um, made me feel ready to be a mom and to go through, um, the magic of labor and delivery. Um, and then I got to actually work with her and it was just so, so surreal. Um, and then it was funny because I told her, I was like, you don't, you don't get it. Like I listened to you for months and she's like, well, now I'm going to be listening to you for months because I just got a dog. Hmm. So it was just funny how like we're we're both relying on each other's expertise.
0: Yeah, it's full circle for sure. Um, and then shortly after that, we were surprised to be asked to be on the board of the Volunteer Auxiliary for Animal Shelters. That's that nonprofit that's been around for 31 years. We're coming on 31, right? I think mm-hmm. in the past I might have said 35 because it was a, I, I read something incorrectly. Uh basically it started in nineteen eighty five but they didn't get their five oh one until nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, I think that's correct. Or nineteen ninety.
1: Oh, it can only be considered for when you get the five oh one C three?
0: Yeah, I guess so. Mm. So we uh, we were asked and so honored to even be asked to be I was
1: shocked. I was not expecting it.
0: Yeah, and this is like a this is this rescue does a lot of work. It's very busy. It's constant answering emails and voting on, on matters and but it's a lot of fun and we can really finally put a lot of our expertise that we've gained over the years to good use to really start saving lives. Absolutely. Because that's where we came from. So to be back in it, like feels that good. means the world.
1: It feels good. But I think being on it is new for them as well, coming from our situation, because they've never had people on the board that have behavioral knowledge before. Mm-hmm. And so we've we've changed some things around already and we're seeing such drastic changes um, in the behavior of the dogs, and um, it's nice to see. Yeah. It's nice to see what I do on a daily level help dogs that really right. need
0: it. Apply it to the shelter situation and boom.
1: Not just dogs that are already owned and loved.
0: Yeah. So one of my other favorite memories from November is our incredible conversation that we have with Sophie Gammon on the uh, on the podcast. If you go back like four or five episodes, maybe four episodes, you can see the, the uh, current state of animal welfare in 2020. It's about, it's almost two hours. And it's, if you are interested in animal welfare whatsoever, you're going to love that episode if you haven't listened to it yet. But that was an awesome conversation. And it's kind of, it's such a breath of fresh air for someone to have a conversation with someone with a platform as large as hers, with notoriety as, as like as much notoriety as she has, to have like literally parallel beliefs. Parallel beliefs down to like the commands that she was, that she teaches her dog, Yep. like the touch command. Like everyone always says, come, they teach the come command. We Mm -hmm. always teach the touch command. And that's what she said on the podcast. Oh, I always teach the touch command. And you're like, yes. Thank you. Yes. It's just crazy that that's making
1: me feel not crazy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So that was an awesome interview. So if you haven't listened to that, definitely check that out. I think you'll really enjoy it. And probably the biggest highlight for the end of our year you thinking what I'm thinking.
1: Oh, yeah. We welcomed our foster into our home. Her name is Tasha. We've talked about her last couple episodes. Um, she has been such a light in a dark time. And um, I'm just so happy that she's here. I mean, I was just on the couch with her earlier. And she was giving me her belly and just being cute and kissing me. And I just looked at her and say, I love you. You make me so happy. I just love to be around you. And she is just a sweetie you're gonna make me all emotional
0: you gotta stare off now collect yeah. your thoughts yep dry your eyes
1: I just love her she's, she's been through a lot
0: she's awesome she's a very special dog and uh like you said she's gonna make a family very very happy that's for sure she's very very special
1: she is she is not a dog that is just there she is she's in it she loves you with every ounce of her being she is just If she's in your family, you feel loved even on your darkest days. Yeah. The way she is with the baby, I mean, I couldn't have asked for anything better.
0: It's really incredible how how good she is with the baby. As as far as we know, never being with the baby. We really really don't know anything about her. The only thing we know about her is that either in a garage or left outside. They don't know which one. I don't know why. And had puppies. Right. She definitely had puppies for sure. And she's definitely hand shy. And she's definitely has... Old injuries to her back legs that were never addressed. She's got some burns on her arms and her legs, and she's mm-hmm. got it's some sort of scarring scarring around her entire neck. Yeah, so she was treated very poorly. And just to see the resilience, and it, it always, I don't know why it always shocks me, but it does, the, the resilience that dogs have after being treated so poorly, and then to just come into this stranger's home and just, like... Put everything aside and just love. Yeah. Like the, it's. How human, forgiving they are. Humans don't do that.
1: No, we get, we get hurt once and we're jaded. Mm-hmm. First time we were falling in love and then we get our hearts broken. I'm never falling in love again. I'm living alone. Yeah,
0: for real. And it's like, dude. I'm looking at you, Doug. Cut it out.
1: <laughs> Settle down. Um, dogs are, dogs are resilient. Yeah. Especially those pitties.
0: So I, that takes us to December. I don't know why I couldn't think of anything for December. Any highlights in December? Maybe because it's not hindsight yet?
1: I guess. Yeah, we're in it.
0: Yeah, it's just kind of been just constant. Well,
1: I mean, Tasha's going to be in a home for Christmas. She's going to be loved. She's got a stocking.
0: Yeah, our home. Yeah. Yeah, so that's so some silver lining in her story yeah, for just sure. i thinking
1: about family. Because the alternative
0: to a foster home with us, it would be in a kennel. A kennel. A kennel. So... She deserves to be in her foster home and not in a kennel for Christmas. So we can give her that at least. Yes. Um, Yeah, December's been a lot of just virtual trainings. Family raising time. Raising the baby, you know, taking care of him. Um, Very little f- friend time, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But now that things are spiking up over here with the COVID, like we just want to be extra safe. And we want to be able to see our family for the holidays. And Without not to putting work. anybody right. in so danger. So we've basically been quarantining for three weeks now. Uh, get, got COVID tests, negative. Um, Got to see your your side of the family. Mm-hmm. So your sister, who came all the way from Massachusetts with her girlfriend. And now we will be seeing my family, my parents, and your parents for Christmas. Yes. Christmas Eve. So really looking forward to that. It's totally worth the the quarantining and not going out and not doing anything like well, we've just done a
1: lot of work done too. Yes, <laughs> which is nice. yes.
0: There's no excuse now. <laughs> um, yeah. So 2020. Has it wasn't sucked. such a. It wasn't. It sucked, but you know what? There's if you just look for it, you will find the silver lining. You have to. Yeah.
1: You have to. Otherwise, you become jaded.
0: And I know that there's people out there, tons of people out there who have lost loved ones to this pandemic and obviously we were lucky enough not to have that thank god wh- where we're at right now we did not have to go through that and i can't imagine what that's like and i don't want to and i hope that we get through this as soon as possible now that vaccines are being distributed and yeah i really just hope we're coming towards the end of this but i i like to think that regardless of your situation there's some silver lining we can all take away from this and and be better people because of it So 2020 has sucked, but it's brought us all together. Everybody listening to this podcast who has supported us through this entire year, um, you know, we're just very thankful for you. And we're going to continue to try and make the best content we can and keep you entertained and educated and keep your dogs happy, keep you happy. And uh, fingers crossed for 2021.
1: And Keep your questions coming. Keep all the things that you want to know about any content questions you have, send them our way because then we can give you guys what you really want, and that's our goal. We wanna we wanna give you the information that you want to hear. I'm not just trying to
0: yes. hear myself talk. And we do have a ton of ask the trainers to get through. Um, if you've submitted one and you haven't heard back, I promise you we're gonna to get to it. Yes, we're gonna we've switched to mostly answering them on Instagram. We did one. We have to record I think two of them this week so that we're good yeah. and caught up. Mm-hmm. But we're going to take about a two-week break from the podcast. We're still going to be recording, but we just kind of want to build up a bank and introduce season three. So this is the wrap-up for season two. Sorry if it's been boring, but we definitely just, it, it just felt right. We were talking about a topic and I was like, I don't know, it's it's the week of Christmas. It's the end of the year. This year has sucked so much. Like, I don't want anything heavy. I, I really kind of just want to reflect back and really just appreciate the highlights because... We were able to make 40 minutes worth of of conversation about the good things that happened this year. Yeah. So I want to, uh, I just wanted to do an episode on that and to just thank everybody. I know we're all going through it right now. It's going to get better. It will. And uh, we'll be back the first week of January. I have to pull up my calendar because I didn't even pick a day yet. I just know that we need a, a tiny break. So that would be January 6th. Correct? Yeah. January 6th will be Season 3, Episode 1 of the Pauls University Podcast. And, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll have some exciting news come then.
1: Yeah, a lot of things can happen in Who two weeks. Who knows?
0: But uh, we're going to continue to do Ask the Trainers every Friday on Instagram. So, follow us on Instagram, at Paulson University. And continue to submit Ask the Trainer questions for us. And even if it's not a question, but you just have, like, a topic that you want covered, then... Submit it through that form. People have been doing that, and it kind of gives us an idea of, all right, well, people want more infographics. They want more information on why this is bad. They don't agree with our opinion on this, and they'd like us to double down and, and explain why. So use the Ask the Trainer form. Anything else you want to throw in for this one?
1: Happy holidays, everybody, and we hope you have a great new year.
0: Yes, I know our our, our Jewish friends, if Hanukkah, I believe, is over. I um, think it is. Hanukkah is over. I'm sorry. We don't celebrate. So we're like totally in the dark with that. But I believe that Hanukkah is over. So I hope you had a happy Hanukkah. I know a lot of we have a Jewish friend who still celebrates Christmas just because they enjoy it. Yes. So if you are also celebrating Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, And have a happy new year and enjoy saying goodbye to 2020. I know we will be. This is the first time I'm excited for the new year.
1: Please stay, stay safe, everybody. Drive safe. Yes. And be careful.
0: Call an Uber. If you're going to drive New Year's, call an Uber. Yes. Be safe. Wash your hands. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you for an incredible 2020. It would have literally been even more of a dumpster fire without you guys listening to our nonsense. Yeah, this made our year. Yes. So we love you guys, and we will be talking to you next year. Until then.
1: Class dismissed.